Hello. everyone hello 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 um we're just waiting on me hi okay i can't hear you yeah there's no audio coming out on your end okay i can hear there we go that should be fine there we go happiness Good i'm not even going to fix it somebody else fix it <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, okay, maybe let me try something to look cool. <laughs> oh my goodness! Good evening or good morning or whatever, whichever time zone you're in. Uh, welcome to Conversations with Fane. I'm Fane, and today I'm joined by the Message Architect, Taming Gadiming. I've been practicing that for a while now. I hope I said it well. <laughs> Um, for those who don't know you, could you kindly uh, introduce yourself? Tell us what you do and your mission for this life. This life? Wow. I love your choice of words. So I don't really know if I have a direct mission for this life. My mission for this life is whatever God to do. So like a pre-planned, premeditated thing. God and I have a really great, incredible relationship where when I don't listen, he disciplines me much like my children. Except <laughs> when my children get older, they'll be able to run their own lives. I don't get that luxury with God. So life has really been wanted to and I, I, I normally only really understand my life in hindsight and I'm thankful for everything that I've gone through good bad and ugly what I do know that I'm gifted in is I have a gift and I know that I have a purpose and I know that I have and I know often people uh, you know mistake those three um, I know for sure that the gift to this world is myself in my authenticity that's the gift I bring to the world I know that um, the calling that God has for me um, which is something I don't like to speak about because I don't want to get other energies within it but it's between him and I and so I know that my purpose in order to reach it was to become the message architect. It was a name that was bestowed upon me by him. Uh, I had no cooking clue what it actually meant until it was already used by me for three years. But um, I think as we, you know, break down communications or whatever else, I'll explain the essence of what it uh, it means to me. And it, it dropped on me while I was on a global stage. I was like, that's what it means. Oh, yeah. That's really my purpose is to be the message architect right. in this world. Right. So many people do what they have to do just because I guess they're good at it. But for you, you, I mean, it's, it's unmistakable. You ooze so much passion in what you do. So why is there such a great passion for communication and relaying the right message and relaying it the right way? So it's like the sound keeps on dipping, but I think like I caught on what you said. You said to me, um, why, do, why do I have so much passion for communication? Yeah, that's it. Yes. I have it because that's what I was born with. And I'm one of those lucky people who gets to actually exercise the talents and skills that they're very good at very and I think when you're good at something you start getting you know accolades for it and you start you know a lot of people are are saying you should do it um so I do it one because I am good at it um I do it secondly because I love it there's absolutely no time you would ask me um to engage in communication and I don't, and that's verbal and non-verbal. I think a lot of times communication is mistaken for conversations. Communication to me is a lot broader than that. Um, I actually studied the science of communication. I've got three degrees in communications under my belt. Um, and so the passion then comes from, you, you do it so much that it, it's a part of me. And I'm passionate about everything that is a part of me. The fact that it pays me money is an absolute <laughs> bonus. That's, that's absolutely great. I was actually sitting with my husband the other day, and I said, I actually reached my ikigai. Like, every part of me is doing what it feels like I was created to do. And communications is really at the core and the center of it. Yeah. Yes. And today we're talking about empowering communities through communication. 
And there's something that I've noticed in uh, most of your speaking engagements is how you share your story. And so many people, and I think those from impoverished families tend to shy away from sharing their story, especially if they haven't reached the point they thought they'd reach and they're still in that situation. How did you take your story from being trampled to triumph and I guess really molding it into a way that could be spoken on a global stage and inspiring others <laughs> it's a t it's a tale to tell it's such a tale <laughs> but all of this happened about to deliver my TEDx talk last year i had never wanted to share my personal story it was strategy like oh, okay one day um you know we'll do it like abc i knew in my heart of hearts that everything that I had happened to me for a reason. And when the time was right, I would then need to communicate it for whatever reasons, uh, you know, unbeknownst to me. So there I was, um, I didn't even like talk. Somebody actually nominated me to do TEDx. And um, I had gone a completely different direction because now I'm not just saying, this is how we're going to do the TEDx talk and communications and blah, blah, blah practice that for three months and then what we do is 48 hours before you actually deliver your TEDx talk auditions so there I was on a Tuesday my TEDx thing on stage and I get there and as soon as I've delivered my rehearsal they I'm angry and I knew I sounded angry I wanted to share I was so scared to share because everything I knew I needed to share with the world was my personal story and I'd never done that before so anyway we spoke around with the coaches I left I was in utter tears my husband and I said embrace yourself I'm about to let the world in on who I am my husband and I have been friends for 16 years now and then I phoned my bestie, who's a guy, um, and I said to him, Fred, it's time. That time has come. I just need to be real so that I can allow myself to blossom in my fullness. Yes, I can get away on stages with the technical communications, but I need to bring now me to everything. And then the last phone call was with my mama. And I said, Mom, we've got a problem. I cannot tell my I'll share your permission to be able to tell your story. is incredibly graceful. And she said to me, no, actually, don't worry. I know you're treated with utter respect. So please go ahead. I then went to my full-time job. I was still employed as a, a, a corporate full-time straight after this phone call. All, delivered my communication strategy for the rest of the year to the CEO in that state, I left, I went home, I my entire TEDx talk to what you actually see now uh, in that time. When I went on that stage, I had not practiced my TEDx talk more than five times. It all came from the belly. Of course, I knew the framework. And then the following day, the Wednesday, I walked in at work and I resigned my phone. So me allowing myself to actually discover I quit my job on the spot in a five-minute meeting. I left the office that day. The next day, I delivered my TED Talk, and I was no longer corporately employed. However, I was smart in how I got paid in terms of a package afterwards. So embracing myself was something that was always going to catch up with me because that's the way my life was just structured that I went through the, 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 the yuck because the yuck is going to be effective for other people. Not because they won't go through their own ugly, but for me to be able to say, it's chill, man. Like, everything actually happens for a reason. Like, everything actually happens for a reason. All that abuse I went into, all that everything now even goes on global stages. You know why? One thing, I'm able to see people mm. beyond their title. Because mm. I've been through hectic stuff where I'm able to hold a CEO and say, I know you're scared to speak in public. It's okay. And they know themselves, the CEOs. I'm able to hold 
dignitaries and say, I know at the end of the day, you're someone's mom, you're someone's dad, you're someone's wife or husband. Just sit in a corner together because I've been through stuff. I don't try to press. Yeah. We have a bit of interruption. I think it's staggering, but I, I got most of what you said and it really touched my heart. Um, listen, Tammy, I think I'm going to cry. No! <laughs> cute i promise you <laughs> i don't need help with that <laughs> um so i just you know we often hear it that just story sells and especially in africa and as africans we have so many rich stories and whether it's from our parents or our livelihoods um but beyond that because you you really take everything hard and nail you take it to the core so why is it so important for us to understand the core of our stories and us being custodians of our own stories and being empowered enough to share our stories with the world mm-hmm. As we try and separate the Africans and the world, I <laughs> so I was asked a question in an interview to say, how do you bring your African heritage so that it is, um, you appeal to the globe? And I was like, are you saying as an African I'm not global? Like, what are you saying mm. to me? You yeah. Know? And then I, I As a message architect, you know I like to break down a lot of job catchphrases that make absolutely no sense to me. I just think as humans, we take it a little too far. Like, that we, we box African story, but by turning it that we've also segregated ourselves as if everybody else doesn't need to tell their story. So it's us against them. I don't really believe in... Um, you know, focusing on that. I focus on telling my story and how I want to portray it at that time. And if, if my story is not about Africanness, nobody can bully me. It's my story and my life. I can tell it how I want. And I don't like that I feel sometimes the need, like I'm forced to tell a story according to my gender and my race. There's so much more to me, let me tell you, figure and the skin tone okay so much more to me so I, i i think to answer that question for me is it's important more for you to tell the story of representation that matters to you and mm. don't allow people to think what that representation is to you because my re- very different um but the very core of me is still tiny regardless of which representation i'm bringing i'm still going to be tiny So let's focus on bringing to the globe all our respective stories, not necessarily because we want to form groups and fit in a clique. <laughs> you mentioned in, an, in an, another interview that being African is, is who you are. It's just your very essence. Um, can you, just, you said yeah. so much and you also talked about yeah. purpose. You said a lot. <laughs> yeah. So there How do you integrate your background, your African background, into the stuff you do? I'm African background. African's not my background, it's who I am. Like, if you say it's my background, I left a taking it forward with me. You can't change that I'm African until the day I die. Tell me, are, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Oh. I can hear you perfectly. Okay, okay. I need you to say what you said again because <laughs> there was a lot of lagging going on there. Oh, was there a lot of, was there a lot of dipping? Yeah. So I was saying, if you, yeah. the minute you say African is my background, it means I've left it there in the past. But I can't leave mm-hmm. that. I'm going to be African until the day I die. So okay, let's not talk about my African background. My Africanness is not my background. It's who I am. Mm. And, and listen, you get the opportunity to share your story on various platforms, but what can the everyday person do at work to share their story or about being authentic to themselves, you know? Yes. Do you want to say you're saying something? I get an opportunity to share my story uh, on yeah. many platforms. Is that what you said? What would yes, yes. So what, the, what then of those who are still kind of in the workplace, how do they share their story? I mean, does it come first with understanding who you are 
and acknowledging where you come from and where you'd like to go, then you can say, okay, this is who I am and this is how I'd like to move forward. And it's almost in two parts because it's saying, okay, how do I share my story in whichever platform I'm in, whether it's in a family meeting or in the workplace? And also, is it really my story or what the society has told me is my story? I'm first going to complain and then I'm going to answer. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why, right? We're in a society that really uplifts fame and puts a lot of weight. And so when people think of sharing their story, they think that sharing story means on a massive platform with a huge audience because Tani it has to be on an instant social media platform or magazine or TV or a book and for me sharing with just the person Sharing a story doesn't need to happen in crowds for it to actually mean that your story is real. Ooh. And that's something I try and tell a lot of people. Like, if we were all moderating, where would all the other jobs be? If we were mm. all CEOs, then where would all the other roles be? Are you able to hear me because your, your face is changing? Okay. Are you okay? Oh, oh, sorry. I'm and so we all and we all have a purpose and a gift and a calling and we can't all things right mm. and the minute that we understand that we start to accept our stories authentically and then you're able to share it to the next person i say your question was quite loaded when you said how can some people start to share their stories in the workplace? Why is sharing defined by where you are? Mm. You can share a story with a picture of attendance if you want to share your story. You can share your story while the lady's packing your packets at the store and you've shared your story. And so it's not defined by sharing it on the story in any way is the the only way you will actually start to is if you like yourself mm. you like yourself you pieces about you will accept and they will like the minute you have accepted yourself with your good idea trust me i got a lot of idea and i've had to understand that's just the human nature all it requires of working on my ideas and I'm going to work on most of them for the rest of my life because I'm not perfect. I don't care to be perfect. And the, the reason being, I'm very much about growth and learning. And if I'm going to walk around the world with a false facade that I'm perfect, then I have a fundamental problem because it means that I've said to the world, there's nothing for me to learn in mm. that particular space in my life. So I'm okay to be imperfect with my ugly. I know that I've got my bads, and my bads are the things that I really need to teach myself in discipline and regulate because I'm already aware of things, and I want to walk around the world a good person. I don't care. G. I don't care. I like G. By the way, she gave me three different ways I can call her. And um, a nice person. I don't care. A lot of people go, oh, she doesn't care. It's because if I had to sit five or six different people and ask them what is a nice person, the likelihood is the definition is going to be significantly different because nice is relative to people. But a good person, the likelihood is you're going to find somebody with integrity. Because we all know the qualities of a good person. And so if the bad parts of me are not aligning to what a good person has got to be. It is my responsibility to change those things. And then I've got the good parts of me. And so I've learned to like myself and actually love myself. And if I like myself in all of those 
because I don't actually really care what everybody else thinks about me. Because at the end of the day, I have, I'm the one who sleeps with myself, wakes up with myself, goes to the toilet with myself, eats with myself, <laughs> cries with myself. Not one ever sat with me from beginning and will last until the end. I have to like myself more than anybody else likes me. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm assuming you stopped talking. <laughs> I'm still listening to know I don't need anyone to like me. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Are we Sorry? Back? Sorry, it's lagging, but I heard everything. So I oh, you're lagging. Terrible. Can you hear me now? I can. I can, but we're going to fight through this because it's such a good session and I don't want to break momentum. <laughs> so. I'm not at home. Why wouldn't I end up? I'm in a hotel. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, so I think, but, did you, but did you catch what I said? Yes, yes, I loved it. And you know, earlier in the beginning, you said that some people mistake communication for conversation. So when you break down, since you are the message architect, you deconstruct and you construct and you make it easy for us. Um, what is communication? As it's a word we, I often have used loosely. And so you set me straight. Um, so what is communication? <laughs> what is communicating in the workplace. And like break it down for us so we understand what we're doing. Okay, cool. with you. That's fine. There's no difference about communication in the social or a workplace. Communication is communication by virtue that communication is from one thing to the other. So communication is also not just between humans. It can be between things. When your finger presses a light switch, you're communicating to the light bulb. So communication is a message that is transferred from one place to the other. And you need to make sure that the, 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 the place where the message is leaving is leaving in a manner in which it will be received. So it's easy with because they don't have emotions uh, in terms of like items and stuff. When it gets is with humans. The fundamentals are exactly the same. But add a brain, a heart, feelings, emotions, experience, trauma, name it. Then communication starts to become a little bit blurred. But the fundamental is exactly that. A message from one end to the other. Making sure that this end understands what this end is signaling so that this end is able to then respond if need be with whatever the result should be. Right. So communication between happen in verbal and nonverbal language. Um, I, I'm big on non when I'm doing verbal, um, you know, deliverables. So I'll give you an example. I will be uh, presenting whatever event for the president, a president from wherever worldwide, as I normally do, or for United Nations or wherever. And um, I'll be given an objective to say, okay, cool, this is what the conversation is that you need to moderate. And I'll have a panelists there. And generally what would happen is we would then prepare all these questions to ask the panelists. But nonverbal communication will tell you, technically this one panelist can answer everything that I'm asking, but I can see through their body language they're not themselves. It allows me to flip the script in order to accommodate that panelist, but still reach the objective that is required. So nonverbal communication is things like body language. It's things like written language. It's art. It is um, instrumental music without any verbal communication. All of that is communication. What people miss about nonverbal communication is aura. Mm. Aura and energy is the biggest nonverbal communication that people miss all the time because they're so worried about are we sounding smart that you miss the entire in between the lines. The communication is actually the easiest part because everybody can make themselves sound smart by lying. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> But it's the truth, right? Yeah. I can portray whatever about me If you don't have a way of finding out if I'm telling the truth, I can mm. fake it. The other, the other stuff, you can't, you can't fake body language. 
spiritual failure. Mm. You can't mm. fake aura. Mm. You cannot fake energy. You understand what I mean? Yeah. And I I love conversations. I'm I'm always involved in conversations. I'm not belittling from the verbal stuff. I'm just saying, even in a conversation, is the the prejudice yeah. outside. Yes. So it's important to understand that the one cannot go without the other. You've got to understand communicating in order to win on all of them. It's the same even with body language. You need then the anchoring of verbal communication because if somebody is going through a, a time and I can see how their body's reacting, whatever, I've got to be smart in my verbal communication and how then I approach them because a lot of the times human beings just require validation, um, but we're not at how we validate each other to validate each other in which uh, uh, method and that's when it becomes um, you know vice versa on the verbal and nonverbal yeah I really like what you said because it's making me think that oh at the end of the day if I want to communicate it's not really just about me it's about considering the next person oh and, and oftentimes you know when you meet people, especially at these networking events or let's say you're new at work and there's just something about someone that rubs you off the wrong way and you just can't, yeah. but they say all the right things yeah. and you're like, I, I can't, I can't do it. And then you start, you know, looking at yourself like maybe I'm the problem. So is that what you're talking about when you're saying that, you know, there's also the aura, but at the end of the day, I'm wondering, can you also be wrong about that? Yeah, we. this is the thing, right? Is, there's actually nobody here on earth who's a blueprint. Like, yeah. we don't know when we're wrong or right, or right. So even when, if I were to do something wrong, you said I did it wrong, but I think it's right. You your perspective. And I think mm. it's right according to mine. But for me, being a believer of God, and I know we've got a vast variety of joining i cannot detach god from me you can attach it to whatever else your belief is in that mechanism for me it's god as long as i'm following the wrong or right according to the main man that's how i base my wrong or right because he he's actually in charge he's the boss of everything. so yes you can be wrong and think that the issue is with the next person, whether it's with you. What I've learned to do for myself is I don't judge myself or people on the basis of having done things once. I monitor mm -hmm. because pattern it's not necessarily just the aura on that day because going through or whatever. It's important that we give grace as we want to receive so um i'm really open to the thing that um you know it's open to and the understanding that i could be wrong is it nice to hear but you and you've got to sit with it actually my best friends always say they tell me like it is and they know it's going to take 24 hours for it to sink they're like she's heard it she just hasn't processed it and then i'll come back with me so really good at like processing it immediately because i don't fail very much. it's also stemmed from my childhood traumas and mm. and 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 all of that then just in terms of uplifting other people, um, it's it's important to know that by the time I'm on her, I've already won. I don't need to win that stage. I've already won. They've booked me according to my talents and skills. That's what So the reason why I'm there is not somebody else to yeah. shine through my mm. skills and my talents. And I think of times with moderators and 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 people need to consider is if you're booked daddy you already won don't try not shine in the party else <laughs> okay i like that i like that a lot um i've often found that maybe those who i don't know i don't want to use the word communicate but it's the only one that um, i can think of right now and maybe you can help guide me but those who are able to let's say articulate themselves better than the next person tend to overshadow the other and give a voice to that particular person so for those who feel like they just don't have a voice 
<laughs> how can what practical steps can they take? I know that they can practice. I know they watch videos. I used to be one of them, you know. So what can they do? You know, it's not even articulation. Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> People who are loud, I always listen to more than the ones who are soft-spoken. And if they have a couple of things, but I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> but it's about people who bring that uh, like that very in your face energy are generally the ones who um are the ones that people would tend to like listen to them first but I also think we live in a society that's quite smart right so you know paraffin fire it's like when it dies out right people also tend to realize after a while that you're you know this you're relying on just your loudness if there's no substance after a while so i just think we we also are humans that really pump this authenticity and do things your way uh it would be really counterproductive for me to say here are the practical steps to follow because what i'm saying is leave your authenticity in how you communicate yeah. and follow a template mm. what are we actually fighting for like mm. if we are saying people must be authentic it means what you do could possibly be different to me and both are right i love that so communicate <laughs> how you want to communicate mm heard how you want to be heard just show how you want to change it's your life i love this i love this so much because you know how many books there are in communication and how you really communicate effectively and then some things don't work for other households and work for other individuals and so on and so you're talking about this blueprint but i've noticed this is like a theme in all your conversations if i'm not mistaken it's really identifying one's purpose and living through that i'd say god-given purpose right it's just understanding that you're a gift to the world like i don't think god was sitting that he was born and is like oh let like let me oh to the board let me just piece it together like no you are made with intention mm. so you are a gift mm. to this world the very mm. reason that you don't believe you're a gift to the world is because of things that have happened to you mm. and because you don't feel that way then you know that you need to work through whatever you need to in order to feel like a gift to the world you didn't just happen not because mm. it falls for a city and it's like i'm on earth you understand there was intention and so you're a gift mm. your gift mm. then you've got to understand and say if i really say i want to follow my purpose there's nothing difficult about purpose huh? like i just feel like we complicate things of purpose and when we purpose should be a technical thing to find like i don't believe that some people are so blessed that they figure out their uniqueness and others don't like i don't believe we 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 belong to you just look at your skills right so i always i i always say purpose for me is a intersection where talents and passions meet mm-hmm. it took actually example that i give on my tiktok for those who haven't watched it hey my team Sorry, I just saw a brother of mine. So, um, it's, and I'm going to give you just this part. For those who haven't watched my TEDx talk, you can then go back and engage with it. So the one extreme is your, is, is, is really your, your, your talent, right? Mm. You, if, you, if, you have a, if you have a talent for something but not a passion for it, you're going to have a problem. And I speak about Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela was a very talented boy. We all know that it was not his purpose at all. the passion faded out right that's why we can know that that's not his purpose if you get people who have a passion for something but not a talent look at idols that's why there's wooden mic people who are passionate about singing but they have right and it's so simple how it's been intricately put in us mm. purpose you will have a passion for it and you'll have a talent it's so easy to figure it out and so i always say write a piece two and three columns actually and i say write write all your passions don't restrict it to anything write absolutely everything you can write from 
passionate about dogs, windmills, my mom, talking, blah, 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 blah. Then on the other extreme, you can write then your talents. And don't be, it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't matter what the talent is. I'm a brilliant sweeper at home. I've typed very fast, whatever. It can be anything. Then you need to sit with yourself. And you say, okay, where do these, these? And very quickly, you'll figure out where your purpose on the line of working is. And it could also be, right? People think you wake up in this angel Gabriel and, <laughs> this is my purpose. It doesn't work like that. So how I figured mine was also stuck. Grew up in a very abusive home. I, when nothing was really going for me, I used to love yanking my mom's underarm roll-on. Um, and then I would go in my door and I had my mirror in my bedroom. And I would go around, hey, gentlemen, my hair, tiny. And um, I thought I was going to be a singer. I even auditioned for Coca-Cola Pop Stars when I didn't no. make it past half the round. And that's how you stumble over it. So I knew in my heart of hearts I was meant to be behind a microphone, yeah. but I also like stumbled over it in my subconscious. Then I went to study chartered accountancy. And then I left chartered accountancy. I was like, oh my gosh, do they expect me to be like friends with my laptop and my calculator the whole day? Like... Everybody who knows me knows I've been in this kind of very animated life. I've been a very before me. And so I went on to study communications and I went into the corporate world feeling like, oh, if I study communications, then I'll talk all the time. Was I a mistake? Only after I was actually a my second son with the one me, did it hit me and I realized that I'm always going to bump heads if I don't follow this other part of what this microphone thing is and and I mean a lot of people look at my journey and they're like oh you know she's making and she's making it so fast and oh it's decades and years to become an overnight success it's taken me 20 years in actual professional communications for me to be here but I've also come to understand that when something is your purpose, everything flows, man. Like, I don't fight for any of this stuff. It just comes to me. Because this is what I was born to do. Yes. It was waiting for me. That's it. And then, oh, wait, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you, but I'm seeing that you're not speaking. I just need to be sure. <laughs> Can you say something? <laughs> Already, uh, but we're nearly there. That was that was so packed, and I just love what you said. Um, when you you mentioned your TED Talk, and it is available on YouTube for any of those who are interested. And I was, I've been watching your YouTube channel. Sorry, just say that again because you dipped us while you said. Uh, I was saying that for those who want to watch your TED Talk, it is available on YouTube, and I think it's also yes. on your um, YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah. And you know, true, true to who I am, I'm a words of information person as well, my love language. Like, I'm a comms person through and through. Don't buy me gifts, don't touch me, don't do anything for me. I just love to read what people say to me and give me feedback. I like to hear people give me feedback. I like to give, I'm like a comms person, like through and through. So, <laughs> it would be really super cool to hear from well those that are not following me please do it so we can just like engage on dm i know those who follow me know i'm very fast on dm when i'm to get back because i'm such a natural communicator so if you do have a chance to watch it it's really 15 minutes short um the link is in my bio i think it'll be my bio for the rest of my global tv show maybe then we'll put that. <laughs> um if, uh, if uh, you do watch it please just engage with me and just tell me what you like what you do um, what helped you so we can journey together? I meet so many cool people every single day, guys. Like every day, I'm meeting the most interesting people. And it's not about for me being on the stage and delivering the objective there. It's the relationships I get to build and journey with people, them and communicate.
uh, and through life. For the Turks, of course, for the Turks, I mean, I was just with the Minister of Defense from Maldives, of course, it comes with Turks. <laughs> well, well, well. Um, but please let me know. So you're on stage, you're the speaker. And I'm going to have some coffee have... if you don't mind. That's all right. So you mentioned earlier about nonverbal um, communication. So you're on stage, yeah? and you're the one speaking and then you have the people who are listening to you so do you how do you kind of um structure yourself or restructure whatever it is that you have in mind and your tone while you're speaking um i don't know how you communicate with the silent audience how do you kind of take us through that process it's very fascinating to me um you know it's so it it varies right this is mm. another thing about communication like i said to you in the beginning the technical part of it is is this is this is this element receiving that this element that this one is sending and oftentimes if you have this you don't even know so it's not even your problem on stage <laughs> to know why they're attending you know um and so the message architecting staff has come in that with me um my clients will tell you I'm, I'm a stickler how the program is put together because i want to know what the objective is that we're reaching at the end of a conference because it allows really minimize it into that one or more or at most three words that people will walk out and it will still be ringing that even if i heard six days of a conference i still remember we were here talking about um community ecosystem uh whatever it is sustainability yeah. and so um the, the the trick is ready to be involved um yeah i just i want to say a word that's going to get me in trouble so i'm trying to find a synonym because i know this word trouble we've really done what program teachers and mcs are um mm-hmm. oh, what the heck? i'm just going to say words in my mind um i think we've diluted that and i think a lot of times mcs moderators and program directors to be pretty girls who can speak english fluently yes and we've and that's where we start because there are masses of beautiful girls who can speak english fluently and unfortunately mm. when that happens you land up having people who it's not even they calling and they don't know how to do it put themselves in situations where they're not actually able to deliver on what they're meant to deliver on yeah. then you want to come to me and ask me tell me how do i do it? problem i can tell you how to do it if it's it's like my husband's trying to teach me how to do certain things that he does if it's not my thing it's not my thing he can give me the theory i will never implement it because it's not my thing to do So if it is your thing you would understand that preparation first it's got to be your thing and you've got to be able to do it you've mm-hmm. got to have the ability excellently it doesn't mean you've got to do the elements of it just speaking and whatever it comes as a package right so that's the first thing that you've got to understand then you've got to understand what the objective of that once you understand the objective of that place and that narrative and that message is mm-hmm. it will then speak to things like the messaging the tonality the stance how you dress how you do your hair how you appear how you engage with the audience all of those things right you should never have a silent audience because you hit exactly the objective that you so if you are there i always say like i will never take mc role they go it's not me it's yes it's still behind a microphone yeah. and yes i can still articulate but i know where i belong and the audience that i'm in a trait is that we're not even looking at directing in its various niches it's the matter of oh no on tv so they can mm. therefore do everything mm. that is required behind a microphone and that's when you have an issue because you have an audience that's confused because they're like because hmm? it's not your target audience it's not you are meant to be mm. oh that was so good <laughs> if i could write that down on paper i'm going to listen to this again um you pour so much of yourself in your craft and um earlier you said that you're not an overnight success it took you 20 some Sorry. years so can Say you again yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Said, you said pour yourself so much you? in your work <laughs> thank you i love it you, you, 
By the way, I just want to know, in terms of your listening skills, this goes, I'll come and ask that question, but in terms of the way you listen, because I assume that communication is not just in the speaking, but also in the listening. So let's understand, help us understand the intentionality that comes with the listening part of communication so you can have an effective exchange of ideas and thoughts. That's the biggest part. If you're not a good listener, you're never going to be a good communicator. And that's not at, at home with my husband. The oftentimes that we fight is because I'm not listening. I'm just wanting to answer. So it's the whole, I, am, I, I don't know if it's, it's a paraphrase or whatever the way they say, uh, one mouth and two ears for a reason. There's really a reason why we have that. So you, 80% um, the, to to be, you've got to be, you've really got to be listening because, and, you, if, and you've got to be listening not to answer, mm. listen to understand. Because mm. I'm very good at that with my social life. Like by the time you finish the third sentence, I've finished. I listen to so many people. It's actually a crap, it's actually a thing that I need to work because I'm so quick at wanting to finish the sentence and interpret the person is saying. So it's something I'm also still working at. You have to listen to the first <laughs> The sentence in the head for the next person. It is so strange that I listen better at work on stages than I do in a social capacity. Reason being, with my work, there's a lot of job industries that I need to learn. Mm -hmm. So I'm always pushing on, you know, to what's going on. But I do think Alive because I'm able to listen to people's hearts quite well. It's just the talent I have. So I'm able to sense of and just read the un So but but I'm not gonna make that excuse because <laughs> I'm very good at like Yeah. Like, okay, okay, yeah, finish, finish. Listening is super it's the main part before talking. <laughs> We have a question from our audience member. Um, it's Pint Bear. It's uh, what's the most challenging experience you faced in your early years of communication? Yo, <laughs> there's so much. Wait now. So actually, I have a book that's coming out, um, and uh, yeah, have a book. <laughs> so I gifted myself a manuscript that I handed over to a potential publisher on my birthday. And if we stay to time at the moment, the book will be out on my birthday next year as a gift to myself again. And strange enough, the book is really about a couple of, it's not an autobiography in any way. I'm not ready to write an autobiography. I have another like half of more to go. If I'm writing an autobiography at this age, what am I saying? Gunmit. So it's not an autobiography, but it's certain lessons of things that I've gone through and my challenges. So I don't want to give too much away, but um, I assume that my TEDx talk, so I'm going to give that one because it's already a part. Um, one of the challenges I had, my dad put a gun against my head and he did, uh, he, said, he said to me, dare me to shoot you. And um, I had run away from home actually that weekend to be with friends. Um, I hated being at home because there was a lot of abuse. My mom was being beaten up. And when he could not, he would beat me up. Um, so I've had a stomach where I couldn't and like really horrific moments. And then I couldn't tell other people that that was what was I was going through. I'm a very pretty girl. I know that. I'm very well spoken. I was in a private school. So then everything really seemed absolutely impeccable. And understand that I was sleeping in a car on some nights before writing an exam because there was a gun pulled up to my mom. Okay, and I had to go to school and write an exam. So I would run away. I became a rebel. I'm still a rebel, but now I was thinking, Jesus. Because back then I didn't, I was a rebel. And I'd gone to a friend's house without permission and I. So when I came back home, um, he then found me in my bedroom. He then pra practically dragged me out to the street at the gate and in, in full view of some other adults on the street said, you know, I could shoot you if I want you. I could, and he was waving the gun like at me. 
And um, all I could do was then um, at that stage just sit there. I just remember sitting and going, I've got to change somehow. Like the day I'm able to get away from all gotta change this and i've been super conscious in how i've raised and um how i have stuff you know um around me so it was really a painful challenging moment but i'm so thankful it happened because i wouldn't be here and i wouldn't be and so i love all the ugly stuff that happened to me because it's culminated in all this amazingness of that i Right, uh, and I have this platform actually called. So every Tuesday, seven o'clock on the dot. Yes, I'm. And I actually upload a video and a quote that I've made for myself. I don't borrow somebody else's quote. All those quotes, yes, I sit and I make them up myself. So every Tuesday morning, I'll load a ninety-second video. Straight after that, I'll also load a quote that is by Tabi Gariming the message architect. And it's strange that today I actually um, uploaded one about, you know, we wear these blurry and they're really vision. I mean, one, one of the things that I've had to learn to um, I couldn't listen to two TVs at the same time upstairs and downstairs. I couldn't listen to a crowd speaking. I couldn't hear people being excited because I didn't know the difference between a fight and excitement because I in my home. I had to work through that as a family. You can go check out my thoughts. And I've really, I'm married to my best friend. He's really incredible. And my kids are just, I always say God gives us the kids we need, not necessarily the ones we want. Um, oh. And my kids are just absolutely incredible. And I can listen to boys again. <laughs> but it's been a year of journey. So that was a challenge. Oh, we love Tuesday nuggets. Thanks, Lulu. But they're not called Tuesday nuggets. They're called Thoughtful Tuesdays. <laughs> uh, yo, my word. What a oh, I'm sorry. A whirlwind. Listen, um, you know, oftentimes we want to say sorry to people that have gone through things that, you know, they're very hard. But you can't yeah, be sorry. Please do not. <laughs> and, and yeah. please do not be mm. sorry. Because if you say you're sorry, mm. It means you wish I hadn't gone through it. Please don't Ooh. ever wish it away from me yeah. because I would not have my life right now. And yes. I love my life. So please, <laughs> I'm glad I went through it because look at where I am now. So I, I'm, not, I, no, I'm not sorry. I'm thankful. <laughs> so I'm good. I'm good. So don't be What's sorry. <laughs> yeah, I um, know. I'm glad. But I'm also <laughs> glad that all that stuff happened the first 33 years of my life. Oh. I often laugh at my friends like when they stuff i'm like oh guys i've already paid my dues it's enough so i'm it's good enough. until i paid my dues thank you so i'm good i'm really good like please don't be sorry about it uh you would be wishing everything good away from me by being sorry that it happened to me i love, love it how you're owning it all and speaking of your thoughtful tuesdays one of my favorites is when you speak on gaslighting and that revelation you had about gas and how we give power to the gaslighter. Can you maybe just give us a little um, thoughtful Tuesday nugget Yana, so that we can go through that? That was absolutely phenomenal. What, the gas one? Which one do you want me to give? The gaslight one. That was incredible. Mind blown. Was, I hadn't heard oh, of... I have to stop talking. I was <laughs> mad when I made that thoughtful <laughs> Sorry, everyone, I just, I don't want to speak with a dry throat. So firstly, my Thoughtful Tuesdays are super raw, right? So you'll see they happen when they happen. I look like at that point in time. I think you guys have noticed that. Because for me, it's about the content. I always say, if I'm going to come on my Thoughtful Tuesdays looking all perfection and whatever else have you, mm. the truth is I'm not being my authentic self. And I'm not being my authentic self because nobody is always this perfect. By the way, I look this nice because I come from a photo shoot. I didn't even do this. Now I would have come. You guys know me by now. And the content for me happens whenever it, it's like sometimes I, I actually the last thoughtful Tuesday I did I was about to go to bed yes we were about to go to bed and I even had like a bonus and I was like I have to get to I have to get to so it's, it's so it's 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 so it's like very authentic stuff that's happening to me at that point in time 
in my emotions and I break it up. Because this is my calling, all these things are always happening in my head, right? So as they happen, then we catch them in that way. So when you see my thoughtful Tuesday, I'm feeling that that I'm telling you because I've been rehearsing. And I was mad because I was being gaslit. And I knew I was being gaslit by somebody. And it was happening publicly because this person's also a public figure. And I just kind of felt like, I'm so mad. Like, why would you, like, do things to poke at me so intentionally out in the world? And then I was looking at my gas stove and it dropped. Like, I was like, but Let's just think about a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Like a gas stove. If I need to give my gas stove fire in order for the gas to actually work, so you have to give gas in itself is really an odorless substance. The only reason it smells like a rotten egg is because they they put some chemical in it so you can you can detect if it's leaking for danger. Mm. So, I mean, they could have made it perfume, but they made it a rotten like egg that <laughs> smell even better for all of this that I'm saying. And you guess over and put it on. Guess on its own. It's ineffective on its own. Fires is fire in order for it to be effective. And so I was like, but let me think about it. If I don't give somebody my light and my fire in my belly that makes me me, they're very ineffective and they just smell like a rotten egg. Then I have the power on who gaslights me and who doesn't. Mm. Mm. Powerful Tuesday, yeah. everybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> <You're> so funny. <laughs> Uh, that is just, just, oh my word, I love that. You, yeah, I you just have think power. everything has meaning as well. Yes. I think if you follow me, you'll know that I feel that everything is a puzzle piece and everything communicates with itself and, and each other. Um, I mean, right up until my name, man, I'm like, what are the odds that I was born a girl called Noma Tansana? Yes, I have a closer name. I don't know what of closer, guys. Let me not fool you. Don't come speaking closer to me because a lot of people get confused. And that means fortunate, right? Oh, That's wow. my name directly translated to fortunate. I think it's my story in itself is such a fortunate story, right? And what are the odds that I would then marry a guy whose surname is Ngati May, which is borrowed, right? I'm not going to marry anybody else surname and this is how I know that life is so intentional because the truth is I'm really living my fortunate God borrowed life this is mm. all you're saying guys mm. everything yes. communicates if you are still and smart and wise enough mm. to listen because your purpose and God and your calling your gift they don't, they don't make a noise that eh? They speak very softly. So if you're going to have a whole lot of noise around you and then you're like, oh, but how come I can't figure things out? It's because you're just full of junk. Like, still, to listen. Stillness means they don't have to shout. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You remind me of the first time I saw you, the first time I saw those who don't know. A lot don't know, actually. Only my best friend knows. Um, the first time I saw you was on the uh, Forbes Leading Women. You were at Forbes Leading Women. Yeah. 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 By the way, can I just tell everybody that I don't do Instagram lives, okay? Yeah. I had to go back and remember. This is the second Instagram live I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Three years ago, I remember it was with Zanelin Japa, the the second one so i just want to say kudos to you i don't know what you possess that convinced me to take this time to be here but i'm so thankful that you do what you do right because only messages also only translate when we give each other the opportunity you know i mean I, that means you identified an opportunity where people could utilize what i have to communicate and so i i also just want to uplift you I want to honor you because it's all great. Yeah, rah, 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 Tony's saying great things, huh? but I wouldn't be here. For you. So thank you so much. Thank you. And just in return, I was absolutely blown. I, I've never seen, I had never and still haven't seen anyone moderate the way you did. And yeah. the message architect, I was like, who is that? Is that part of her day? What's going on? And 
and I, I can tell, I can say confidently now that you delivered that day, and I followed you ever since. And just in talking to you, just it's so refreshing to meet someone and a woman who's so self-aware and true to who they thank are, you. and encourages others to live in their authentic truth. So thank you so much for all of this and your facial expressions and your team. Shout out to your team for making oh, this possible. Yes. Too. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass Liv, so Liv says, yeah, I always acknowledge my, I don't have one man in my team, like, I was, like, recalling, like, and look, no offense to men, I love men, I have men in my house, I only have men in my house, but really the coolest, coolest, um, you know, team members, today I'm with Liv from my team, we actually are getting prepped tonight, we're doing the forum for the Malawi government so we're going into rehearsals now and we're on set two days and I really am who I am because of just everybody else around me who loves me and just loves me I just know man I'm not lucky I'm loved that's why yeah, I have my life I might start singing but I know that's not my purpose so let me know <laughs> Thank you so much, Tommy. Um, and where can people follow you on social media? Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. And also, wait, wait, hold on. Um, I just want to yes. say, please do follow, follow Tommy on, uh, what's it, YouTube, Facebook? Is it Facebook also? No, please no Facebook. Please no Facebook and please no LinkedIn. It's become <laughs> like the latest dating site. Just Instagram. <laughs> huh? Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And those Thank are the you. platforms. Thank you so All much. Right. Good night. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye.